What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is John Wang, your most handsome host of the Right Wang Podcast Show. Today we'll be delving a little bit deeper into CRT, that is critical race theory for all you fucking plebeian racists out there who doesn't know anything about race or you know the real world. Let's just dive straight in. So let's fucking go. And remember, we're not right wing, we are right wang. So I have already done a comic about CRT. You can see on the Right Wing Podcast Show Facebook page. And basically, I'm going to give you guys the brief cliff notes. People who are proponents of CRT, of critical race theory, right? They will tell you all sorts of like lofty ideas about what is it precisely about. They will say things like, oh, you know, it promotes anti-racism and it's uh, promoting an uh, anti-established you know, narrative of history, so on and so forth. Uh, in, in a sense, it's true, but... It's the, it's the same way that if, if let's say we were to say, oh, yeah, Hitler, you know, did a lot for climate change because he killed a lot of people. Yeah, it, it's true in the most technical of sense. But how did they get that? What is the core essence of what is it uh, CRT is trying to teach? And the long and short of it is there's, there's three basic components you need to understand. So everything is racist. Epistemology is all fake. It's all cultural. None of it is real. And that any established institution or metrics or facts or objective sciences are in fact part of the racist institution that all of you are a fucking part of, okay? Each and every single one of you. What, your ama pick up cardboard box by the roadside? Fuck her, okay? She's a racist because she's benefiting from all of this. Don't come to me with excuses. All of you are racist. All of you have Chinese privilege. The, since the comment is already done, like, please go and take a look at it. And today what I want to focus a little bit more on is the... Like kind of like the specific details of what has happened since. A lot of these are imported from the US. This thing has been going on since roughly, I would say, between 2015 to 2016. It kind of reached like a critical boiling point right now where a lot of the parents are trying to keep CRT out of schools. But in fact, right, all of this had, had happened for a very long time already. And I'm going to highlight a couple of examples for you guys. The first place I'll start with the is the rejection of epistemology. Wow, John, this is what, what the fuck is epistemology? Okay, so just to quickly sum up, right, what, what, what does it mean? The language that we use, right, typically has a disconnect between what we say and what is known. Give you an example. Lah. The, the easiest way to think about it is the word knowing. So what, what exactly do you know? If I were to say I know uh, 1 plus 1 equals 2, and if I were to say, I know person X very well, are these two on par with each other in terms of the source of your knowledge? Well, one of it we know, for example, 1 plus 1 equals 2, is a, a sort of a, a sort of objective concept that we can all agree upon. But when you talk about you know person X very well, like, what does that mean? And do you really know this person at all? Like, are you just bullshitting? So the study of epistemology basically deals with what precisely is knowledge and how to differentiate between what is real and what is complete nonsense. Lah. So and one of the examples that I can think of is, for example, you know, like the feminists like to say, oh, I know I am a strong independent woman. Well, is that knowledge or is that bullshit? So the word no is a, is a bit of a loaded term. And what CRT scholars try to do, right, is to exploit the notion that there's this sort of like impermanence of knowledge and they want to segue their ideas in to, to say, oh, you know, since you're standing on the shifting sense of uh, epistemology, why not we come in with the fucking steel chair and just say that, hey, oh, what well, everything that you know is wrong. 
it's, it's not only just wrong, it's also actively racist because all of this is a notion of whiteness and whatever. And if you don't believe me, right, so let me just talk briefly about a couple of examples. The first one is the 2 plus 2 equals 5 example. Now, at this point, you're, you're thinking, John, what the fuck are you talking about? What 2 plus 2 equals 5? What nonsense you're talking? Well, back in 2020, sometime in July, the, there was this big hoo-ha on Twitter that was raging on Twitter regarding 2 plus 2 equals 5. Basically, I think it all started from this guy, Karim Khan. And he's, what he's saying right, is that 2 plus 2 equals 4 are abstractions. What they mean is that they are generalization of something. So literal-minded people will say something like, if I put a rooster and a hen together, and I come back one year later, and there were three of them, 1 plus 1 equals 3. Or I might say, I left a fox and a hen together, and later I come back and there was only one. 1 plus 1 equals 1. Okay, so forget the fact uh, that... <laughs> forget the fact that he has he's missing a few numbers, a few digits, right, on the on one side of the equation. Uh. So if a hen and a rooster f- start fucking, right, and then they lay a couple of eggs, we need to include the couple of eggs into the equation. However many eggs, right, we actually need to put the plus symbol in front of it. And this is not disputed. So you can't just say 1 plus 1 equals 3 because you put a hen and a rooster together and then one year later you come back and then there's like a third chick somewhere flying around flapping his wings. And similarly, if you were to say, well, I put a fox and a hen together, then, you know, 1 plus 1 equals 1. No, that doesn't work that way either. And then he goes on to say, like, uh, people like this sound stupid, but they are making tremendously deep point. <laughs> it's, it's really fucking deep, guys. Well, how, how deep is it, bro? How deep is it? Is it, is it as deep as, for example, you know, Piper Perry's uh, deep throat? Is it deeper than the vaginal canals of blackraw.com porn actresses? How fucking deep is it, man? You need to explain this to me, okay? We are, we are, it's gone, all gone to hell already. Our numbers, our quantitative measure, are abstraction of real underlying things in the universe, and it's important to keep track of this when we use numbers to model the real world. Okay, so what does it all mean? Math is just white people knowledge. And that this epistemology, right, so the, the notion that we know, for example, where 2 plus 2 comes from, is being questioned. And this seems like a really fucking stupid thing to, to be questioning, right? Like, wait, we, we can actually prove this, right? We can put two rocks on in one hand and we can put another two more rocks in one hand and we can literally count the number of fucking rocks that we have on both hands. So this is the two plus two, right? And then the total of the number is four. But of course, none of this fucking matters because it's white people math. And, you know, so we have another fellow here, Joe Herbert, and he actually says math is not actually universal. Treating it as such, upholds white supremacy. Okay. White supremacy. If, let's say, right, we were to ask little Timmy, the engineer, hey, little Timmy, why did the bridge collapse, little Timmy? Oh, because a hen and a rooster <laughs> went into the hen house and then uh, one plus one equals three. Why did the fucking bridge collapse, Timmy, you motherfucker, you dumb fuck? Ah, help. White supremacy is attacking more. So that is one example of it. Okay, so moving on to the next example. Now, you might be thinking, well, if math is racist, then what other universal concepts we might think of as racist as well, right? Well, let me provide you the answer to that, and that is time. And I'm not joking. Let's listen to what this uh, big chungus has to say about time. What if I told you that time has a race? No points for you if you guess correctly what the race is. 
and we're not talking about the fucking Usain Bolt 100 meter race or whatever, okay? That, that's not the race that we're talking about. Alright? We're talking about white people. White people time. <laughs> and it's apparently super racist for white people to be talking about time to black people. Perhaps we should lock up our concepts of race in a time capsule and dig them up in a thousand years, peer at them, with the clearly more enlightened, raceless versions of ourselves. But you see there, that desire to mitigate the impact of race and racism shows up in how we attempt to manage time. Spoiler alert, okay. The whole talk, which is about 12 minutes long, has nothing to do with the actual concept of time. It's more about talking history, actually. But of course, to them, it's no, there's no difference and they like to jumble all these things up in order to make themselves sound really important or sound really smart. And I can just tell you, first of all, the, this whole thing right, is completely fucking retarded. There's no point in anybody going to listen to this TED. This is a TED fucking talk. And such a platform is given to a person up there literally telling you that time has a race and you are all racist for being able to tell the time or something. Uh, let me tell you what the fucking time is, okay, for these big chungus. It's time to get on the fucking treadmill. The amount of times uh, this woman has just been like heavy breathing, panting into her mic, right? It's fucking obscene, you know? It's, it's time to lose some weight, lah, you big chungus. This is the heavy breathing meme cat, right? This, this woman is just like, Panting into her mind, you know, this is only this compilation is only in the first two minutes of the TED talk. My goodness, time to get on the fitness plan, ah, you bloody hell! I don't know why, ah, all these CRT people all look the same, ah, they're all really fat, really ugly, and I think they really hate the world because they are fat and ugly more than anything else. Being able to tell time is not racist, ah, okay? We kind of have a universal acceptance of what is time in order for us to communicate better, but. You can come up with your own system, you can come up with a competing system if yours if yours is better, if yours is superior, by all means, but clearly it's not right. So let us move on into privilege. And the first thing you really need to know about privilege is that there's no one definite meaning of it. And this is intentional, by the way. They want to obfuscate, right, and muddy the water in terms of what exactly does it mean? What is it that you benefit from having said privilege and and how do you get rid of it? None of this is answered. None, none of this will be explained to you ever. All you need to know as a Chinese person, as a white person, if you are listening to this, all of you are born with privilege. It's very reminiscent right, of the concept of original sin. You are born into this world laden with sin and in your case, it is because of the color of your skin. Are you half Chinese, half something else? Well, fuck you. That half, right, is all that, is all that you need. And... Like, how, how much of your Chinese blood must be diluted, right? In order for you to be not a recipient of Chinese privilege? I don't know. Ask your nearest CRT high priest. And I have here, right, a clip uh, that just perfectly illustrates why the idea, right, why, why this notion of privilege is so fucking dumb. People are using it left and right without really knowing what it means, without understanding what the fuck are they talking about. And then eventually, right, this is what happened. Let, let me play the clip. 
I've chosen to cross different parts of the media world, done the work so that I'm qualified to be in each one. I never considered my color the issue. I considered my qualifications the issue. Well, David, you know, that that's a whole nother long conversation about white privilege and things that you have the privilege of doing that people of color don't have the privilege of. How do I and have the privilege you, of white privilege? David, by virtue of being a white male, you have white privilege. This whole long conversation, I don't have time to get uh, Ariva, I hate to break it to I you, to but you should have been better prepped. I'm black. Okay, then I stand... See, you went to privilege. white privilege. This is the falsehood in this. You went immediately with an assumption. Your people, obviously, or you didn't look. You're talking to a black man. David, That's actually David, insulting. It is, and I apologize because my people gave me wrong information. They they told well, me the whole white privilege thing is insulting. David, can I can I apologize and correct the record? I want to apologize. I was given wrong information about you, and I apologize. But based on my but color, white... you were going to something that I was part of. And just to add to it, my family background is white, black. Indian, Arawak, Irish, Scottish. I mean, it's so diverse. I'm like the UN when it comes to this. And this is part of the problem with driving a narrative around a construct like white privilege. Privilege is one thing where applied wealth, economy, uh, various social factors, but not necessarily determined by color of skin. Okay, so this is a very, very famous clip, right? From David Webb. The voice of the guy that you just heard, who is a black radio host, and Ariva Martin, who is a CNN legal analyst. And this clip exploded throughout the whole fucking internet for a very good reason, of course. And you notice, right? Like, the, that's the thing that they hunt them, right? They just go in straight for white privilege. Supposedly, uh, in, in Ariva Martin's world, a black man will never climb the ranks high enough to reach David Webb's position. And here is David Webb coming in and say that, first of all, I'm black. Second of all, I've really reached that position. It's about it's about competence. It's not about skin color. Doesn't matter, right? She just went in straight for the white privilege argument. It's just a way of shutting people down. And a lot of it just comes from the notion of CRT where all the institutions are racist. Every institution is specifically designed Okay, it's not by accident. Uh, it's specifically designed to keep people of color down and to benefit white people. And as a result of this benefit, you have inherited white privilege. And in Singapore's case, everything is meant to benefit Chinese people. You are a recipient of Chinese privilege as a result of this. I just want to let people know there is only one real privilege in this world. And there is hot girl privilege. There's no other fucking privileges in this world. And they, they will define like privilege as something that you have inherently and you're not conscious of it. And everything you do is that, you know, this kind of like hand waving, laissez faire, not a care in the world type of attitude where wherever you go, right? The part like the red sea will open up for you. Red carpets will be, will be rolled out. Like somebody will be there to suck your Chinese dick. Anytime you complain or anytime you, anytime something bad happens to you, people will just run in and so eager to take care of you. All of this can be applied to hot women. Hot women don't know that they have privilege. 
every time something bad happens, a whole host, like a fucking horde of white knight just rushes in, right, trying to defend her, shield her from criticism, you know, just like tell her, oh, everything is going to be all right. And they, they don't know that they have it. This is the only privilege that exists in the world, guys. Okay? Trust me on this. There's no Chinese privilege, but there's hot girl privilege. And the final thing that I kind of want to address right now, which is more relevant to the Singapore context and more relevant to the current day, okay? This story just happened today. I'm going to read the article from Mothership. Malay woman says Prima Delhi staff racist for saying no more waffles for selling last piece to Chinese men behind her. Holy shit, guys. This is this is the penultimate racism incident of racism in Singapore. Fucking waffles. I mean let's Okay, let's let's read the let's read the article. In most business, sales operate on first come, first serve basis. However, a woman in Singapore claimed that this was not the case for her when she tried to buy a waffle at a Prima Delhi outlet. The woman who is Malay alleged she was told there was no more waffles. However, she said a Chinese man who came after her was sold a waffle after he asked for one in Mandarin. Supposedly, this lady, she went up to the counter, asked for a waffle, say don't have. Then, got another Malay lady, went up to the counter again, also tried to order a waffle, also similarly told there was none left. As she was about to leave, a Chinese man arrived and asked the staff in Mandarin whether they had any waffles left. The staff then allegedly replied to him in Mandarin and said that there was one more left. Yes, I am Malay, but I understand every single word of their conversation in Mandarin, she wrote on her Facebook. Okay, so are we, have we reached the point, right, where basically everything is racist? Like, if you just encounter any little bit of conflict, uh, then it's racism. Like, isn't that the time of age that we live in? First of all, okay, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to this lady, right? And assume that she really understands every word of Mandarin. She is as good a Mandarin speaker as a native Mandarin speaker. I will give her, I will grant her that fucking benefit of the doubt. But could it have been uh, that you misheard the conversation? Could it have been this guy came in and pre-ordered first? I mean, is this is this a possibility? Okay. Of course we don't know, right? But here's the point. Neither does she. She doesn't know. And th- that she immediately cries racism right off the start, right? Is, I think, very symptomatic of the fucking problem that we are all facing right now. And it doesn't benefit anybody. Like, we, we there is a world that we can live in where the first reason isn't automatically because you're Chinese or you're, or you're a woman or whatever. And I also like to just point out, okay, as a Chinese fellow, every time I order from the makcik at the nasi padang store, I always get less. I fucking guarantee. I, I can't count every little bit of, you know, the achar, the vegetable, and, the, and I go and count every grain of rice. I go and count all the strands of meat, whatever, right? The, my chicken wing, I guarantee you, is like at least 5 to 10 gram lighter than the and the next Malay fella next to me. Oh, fuck. Is it, is it racism? Is it fucking... Or is it, right, that I'm a dumbass and sometimes things become, like, really fucking subjective and you can't really fucking tell. Like, it's not possible, right, for you to have, like, perfect information about everything that's going on in the world 
you cannot just simply automatically ascribe racism to everything that you don't like. Man, I'm just imagine like imagine if there's a race war that's just, that's going to happen in like six months from now, right? And historians in twenty years later will will trace back the origins of the Singapore twenty twenty one race war to this one incident of this Malay machik who can't get her fucking waffles from Prima Deli. Daddy, why are we eating squirrels on a stick, Daddy? Well, Timmy, let me tell you about the time where the Malay woman couldn't get her waffles at Prima Deli. And that started the Great Race War. Alright, I'm going to close out the episode now because this can go on forever. I, I can just sit here and just like pull up example after example of retards and CRT scholars, which are retarded. And their attempts, right, to deconstruct the world in some, like, re- really weird way. Like, you know, everything is white people knowledge or white people time or white people this and white people that. And they just fucking hate white people. And now it is reaching our shores. It's going to come to Singapore whether you like it or not. It's already here. And they're going to, like, the people who are proponents of CRT, the the, the woke lefties, right, the, the wake up Singapore, the whatever... They are going to use the exact same tactics, right? That the fucking Americans has been has been doing for the past five six years or so. And I think, in some sense, right, we really need to equip ourselves with the knowledge in order to deal with people like them. Otherwise, they're just going to roll all, all over like academia. They're going to roll all over social media. And I think it's time we push back. I really think it's time that we tell them, hey, like we got to put our foot down and say, hey. Stop this nonsense. Stop calling everything racist. You're not making, you're not making Singapore better. You're making race relation worse. There is a, there is a lot of racism. Yes, I agree 100%. But it is not useful to point to the, to the air, to the, to the, to the eater and just say, you know, fucking there's boogeyman everywhere. There's boogeyman under your bed. There's boogeyman in your closet. And you are the boogeyman. It is not helpful. It is not, it is not useful in the least. And I hope people can understand that. Okay, so with that, right, that shall be the end of today's podcast. Thank you all very much for listening in. I hope you guys had a fun ride. And remember, we are not right wing, we are right wang. See you.